32 degrees right around here right now. Most everybody's in the 30s. Going to get into the upper 50s today, down south, probably 60s. But it'll be a part of the cloudy sky today, and we've got showers happening going across southern parts of the listening area, down across Boston, across that way. So you might get a few showers this morning before it uh, breaks into just partly cloudy skies. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some news this morning. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Today, President Trump is expected to sign another bill helping small businesses, which easily cleared the House after earlier passage by the Senate. Terry Moore has details. The bill replenishes a popular loan program that quickly ran dry after passage of the roughly $2 trillion coronavirus stimulus bill last month. Massachusetts Democrat Richard Neal. The American people are worried about their health, their jobs, the economy, and what life will look like after the emergency subsides. The latest bill covers nearly half a trillion dollars and includes money for hospitals and additional coronavirus testing. Texas Republican Michael McCall. This rescue package throws a lifeline to small businesses and the American worker to keep them whole. I'm Terry Moore, NBC News Radio. Vice President Mike Pence says the data continues to show promising signs of progress amid the coronavirus outbreak. The VP told reporters at the White House the New York metro area, New Jersey, New Orleans, and Detroit all appear to be past their peak. He noted there have been consistent declines in hospitalization and cases in different regions across the U.S. He credited the turnaround on Americans following social distancing guidelines. More large universities and colleges are either returning or halting federal emergency funding amid the coronavirus pandemic. President Trump says aid that would have gone to Harvard, Stanford, Princeton, and more large businesses amounts to $350 million. The Paycheck Protection Program was meant for small businesses and industries that have been hit hardest by the health crisis. However, several large corporations cashed in before small business applicants had a chance to receive aid. And the beloved comedy Parks and Recreation is coming back, and so are the stars. Everyone from Amy Poehler to Chris Pratt to Rob Lowe jumped at the chance to reunite for a good cause. The show is next Thursday on NBC. All money raised is going to go to food banks for coronavirus relief. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Yeah, when you need the Paycheck Protection Program for businesses of 500 employees or less, you can't tell me Harvard and Stanford don't have more than five. And the, a lot of these corporations that got this money the yeah. first time, you can't tell me they got less than 500 employees. Yeah, that doesn't ring. That doesn't. Or is it 5,000? I, I, I thought it was 500 uh, for small But business. I don't know. But it's. Uh, well, you get rid of the inspector general to oversee the distribution of that money, and that's what you get. Yeah, absolutely. this is a lot of life-saving money for a lot of small businesses that are still waiting and waiting and waiting. So hopefully they'll get it right this time. Not near as much money as the first time, but still a lot going out. So again, the lifeline is there, and farmers, you're eligible for that. So if you haven't gotten to your bank and gotten the application in. Get it done because banks, you know, it's not like every bank has the same guidelines. There are some different guidelines for different banks. So if you haven't done it yet, get to your bank and see uh, what it takes to fill that out. All right, four minutes after 5 o'clock, weather markets, a busy Friday here at Wax. Wisconsin Credit Union exists for our members and our communities. Our overall mission is to help our members achieve financial success. We do that through helping them and creating relationships with them so that they know that they can count on us. I'm Laura Benyard, and I'm proud to be CEO of Wisconsin Credit Union. As a credit union, we're very involved in the community as an organization. Our employees are also very involved. 
We started a Kindness Counts campaign a, a few years ago. We encourage our members to be kind and, and pass it on to others. We're also looking at helping the, the needy, the local food pantries and shelters. You know, credit unions were founded on people helping people, and, and we continue to live that every day. And it's a commitment to make our communities a better place to live and work. Wisconsin Credit Union, part of the community since 1939, federally insured by NCUA. You can count on Wisconsin Credit Union. Do you live in a rural area? Are you looking for high-speed Internet service? Then call Clark Electric Appliance and Satellite in Greenwood. Choose from three different speeds, 12, 25, or even 30 megabytes per second. Plus, right now, there's no activation fee, free basic install, and $20 off your first three-month service. Call Clark Electric Appliance and Satellite at 1-866-279-6544 to get your Viasat Internet today. Some restrictions do apply. Viasat may prioritize data with the unlimited data plans once you reach a data mark. Monthly service lease fee in addition to monthly package fee. Smith Funeral Chapel. Serving families since 1956. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, more work's going to get done here the next few days. Partly cloudy today. Right now there's some showers, not heavy rains by any means, but showers going across some of the southern parts of the listening area, down around La Crosse and Monroe County, down that way. It'll eventually give way to just partly cloudy skies. It's going to be about 57 degrees around here, a little warmer down to the south tonight, 40 overnight for the uh, low by chore time at the shank of the day tomorrow. Then uh, low 60s to mid-60s, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Looks like the warm day is going to be Monday at 66, but it does say we're going to have a chance of rain on Monday and Tuesday, so this weekend I think there's going to be some wheels turning around the countryside. Green Bay's 37 right now, Milwaukee's 40, Madison Sun Prairie at 39, 36 in Wausau, 37 in Marshfield, Rice Lake at uh, 33 this morning, Black River Falls at 38, La Crosse 44, and here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area right now, we're about 32 degrees as we approach 7 minutes after 5 o'clock on Wax we got more chores to do. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Unlock the possibilities of your outdoor world with the most innovative zero-turn mowers, lawn tractors, and walk-behind mowers at your locally owned Cub Cadet dealer, Countryside Co-op. But don't just take it from us. Owners across the country have given the Enduro and Ultima Series mowers glowing reviews. So join this five-star experience supported by the genuine parts, accessories, and trained service technicians you'll only find at your local Cub Cadet dealer. Test drive American-built strength today at Countryside Co-op, located at 514 East Main Street in Durand. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're about, what, eight minutes after five o'clock already. Scott, cash livestock numbers courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. Fed beef steers are at 82 to 92 with the top selling at 95. Fed beef heifers at 82 to 95. High and choice Holstein steers are at 74 to 83 with choice selling 62 to 79. Cows are at 37 to 63 with the top selling at 67. Bulls are at 50 to 81 with the top going for 87. 
On the hog side, butcher hogs are at 30 to 33, sows 20 to 30, boars are 9 and down, shorn and unshorn market lambs are at 110 to 140, and feeder lambs are at 125 to 187. And at the Mercantile Exchange, mixed as far as the futures on the livestock trade. April live cattle 85.95, that's down $3. June at 82.92, down a dollar. August at 88.45, up a dime, and October at 93.55, up seven. Feeder cattle for May at 117.27, that was up 60 cents. August feeders 126.37, down 82. September at 127.50, down a dollar 12. October feeder cattle 128.47, down a dollar 12. Lean hogs for May at 50.97, that's uh, up 3.75. June lean hog carcass contracts 51.62, that's up 3.72. July at 54.37, up 3.17. And August at 57.87. That's up 272. And at the uh, Board of Trade overnight, they kind of lost some momentum from yesterday's trade. There was a little positive momentum, but overnight kind of backed off a little bit. May corn down two cents at 316. The oats up two overnight at 297. May wheat up a penny at 548. May soybeans down three at 836. Soybean meal down 20 cents a ton at $288.50 on that May contract. Barrel cheese up two and three quarters yesterday, a dollar four. The blocks up three at a dollar five. Butter down three and a quarter at a dollar ten. April class three was down twenty-two at thirteen nineteen. Then they went a little higher. May up sixteen at ten sixty-eight. June up twenty-seven at eleven thirty-two. July up twenty-six at thirteen twenty-one. August up twenty-one at fourteen forty-three. And prices were higher out through next April. So that's the way the markets look this morning, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. Again, 32 degrees around here. We got a little rain down in the southern parts of the area this morning. Then it'll turn out to be just uh, partly cloudy skies. High should be in the upper 50s to lower 60s on this Friday morning. Looking for the best prices for your livestock? Then Terrain Livestock Market is the place to take them. Terrain Livestock is conveniently located a mile and a half north of Thorpe on Highway 73 with sales every Monday and Wednesday. Terrain Livestock Market features a clean, modern facility and for your convenience, a drive through area. For more information, call 715-669-7127. Terrain Livestock Market, striving to be the best market of choice for your livestock. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's time for another Pioneer Agronomy Update. Scott Schultz this morning with Mike Gronsky, field agronomist for Pioneer, out of the Marshfield area covering the central Wisconsin area. The snow is disappearing, that Easter snow. We're getting the warm weather here, and, and things are greening up, Mike. Are things greening up out in the alfalfa stands? You know, that's a great question, Scott. And I mean, as we approach 2020, there, you know, alfalfa is going to be the first thing on every dairyman's mind as we look at the, some of the forage shortages that we're experiencing across the area. Um, you know, prior to this weather setting in, you know, we were starting to see alfalfa break dormancy. Um, things were looking uh, very promising. Um, but that being said, you know, there, there's a long ways to go, and, and there's a lot of things that should be evaluated as we're looking at you know, the, essentially the yield potential of these stands and, and what we can or can't do with them. Um, you know, as we went through this cold snap, I feel feel good that we had a little bit of snow covering them. Um, but in the same breath, uh, you know, I do have some fears about how, mon- how many carbohydrates we have available in that rope reserve, essentially, to get these plants um, completely green back up and growing actively and taking nutrients up from the soil. So 
Um, you know, as we look forward here, I think the big thing the big thing's gonna be here is as we get into next week and we get some some more warm weather on our belt is is doing that initial look and just getting out there and and looking to see how many plants there are per square foot. Um, you know, I know last year, you know, a lot of our stands were just, our older stands were destroyed, but uh, for some of them that we did keep, you know, at, at a bare minimum, we're going to want to find, you know, four to five plants per square foot to have a stand that's even worth consideration of keeping um, in terms of yield potential. But uh, that being said, you know, when we hit that point where we're right on that kind of that, that fine line, you know, it's going to take some reevaluation, you know, a couple of weeks out down the road once we've experienced more regrowth on this alfalfa. You know, so it's going to mean following once there's six to eight inches of regrowth running out there, you know, starting to actually look at doing some stem counts, and that's going to give us a better idea of what the yield potential is going to be. You know, and when we start getting under 55 stems per square foot, you know, it's still going to be a viable stand, but we're not going to be getting 100% of our yield potential. And once we get to the point where we've actually gone below 40 stems per square foot, you know, we're going to have to look at maybe looking at some alternative methods um, in terms of, you know, interceding or maybe even destroying the stand. Thanks again for some great information. Thanks, Scott. That's Mike Gronsky, field agronomist in the central Wisconsin area out of Marshfield with Pioneer, with another Pioneer Agronomy Update. I'm Scott Schultz. If you are involved in youth or high school sports, you need to know about Positive Coaching Alliance. PCA is a national nonprofit organization developing better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. For more information, visit positivecoach.org. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 13 minutes after 5 o'clock here at Wax 104.5 in the Midwest Farm Report. Let's have a look at some of the farm news around the country. Farmers are using any means available to them to try and stay afloat. New numbers from the Farm Service Agency show farmers signed a record number of contracts for the agriculture risk coverage and the price loss coverage programs for the 2019 crop year, $1.77 million. Those programs were part of the 2018 Farm Bill and give farmers an opportunity to soften the blow of low prices. Farmers who want to sign up for the program for the 2020 crop year have until June 30th. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue might not have the last word about whether or not the dairy margin coverage program is reopened so dairy farmers can enroll for 2020. Speaking to dairy farmers through a special hookup put together by the professional dairy producers, uh, professional dairy producers of Wisconsin, UW Madison dairy economist Dr. Mark Stevenson said the final decision is actually up to Congress. Stevenson said if Congress comes back with another stimulus package for dairy that includes reopening DMC enrollment, then it would happen whether the agriculture secretary wants it or not. That newly passed $484 billion coronavirus relief bill will send some money to rural America. The language of the new bill clarifies that farmers are eligible for the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program and will provide money specifically for rural hospitals. This new bill raises federal spending to fight the virus to almost $3 trillion. Bungie Corporation is selling 35 of its grain elevators along the Mississippi River to the Zenno Grain Corporation of Japan. Those elevators will then be operated by one of Zenno's affiliates, Consolidated Grain and Barge, headquartered in Louisiana. 
no financial terms of that deal have been made public, and the sale still needs regulatory approval. And lots of events through early summer, at least, have been canceled or postponed, but not all. World Dairy Expo officials said yesterday they are continuing to plan to have the 54th Expo this coming September 29th through October 3rd in Madison. But they also say they're continuing to monitor the situation and a final decision about this year's show will be announced on July 1st. Yeah, and that's that's one of the big ones, World Dairy Expo, because just by the title you can understand why it's one of the big ones, World Dairy Expo, 54th World Dairy Expo. And, boy, that would change things, that is for sure. So we'll see what happens. But July 1st, we'll kind of circle that on the calendar waiting for that decision. I mean... Still waiting for uh, Pierce County Dairy Breakfast, I found out. Now, that's been canceled. You know, kind of piecemeal, we're finding out some of these things. But, again, uh, other breakfasts, uh, I don't know how many we're going to have. Some are canceled. Loyal is postponed. Speaking of loyal, we've got something to pass along about loyal. We'll do that as the program goes along, too, this morning. But... uh, that is happening. Also, something else, Compere Financial, and Scott, you know and I know that Compere Financial has been with us for our FFA programs on the air on Saturday mornings, so they work with a, a lot of a lot of school-age students, that's for sure. And they have announced now that, you know, in Compere Financial headquartered down in Sun Prairie there in Illinois, Minnesota, and Wisconsin now with that last consolidation, but they're presenting 120 graduating high school seniors with a $1,500 educational scholarship. So 120 times 1,500, that's a chunk of change, that's for sure. And so uh, while the seniors probably aren't going to have their graduation ceremonies and won't be able to walk across the stage in honors night to receive all their scholarships, we want to recognize those students in our area that are going to receive one of those $1,500 scholarships from Compere. And from our area, Casey Dank from down in Mondovi, Barbara Dietrich from Alma, Austin, Georgia, Mondovi, Emma Hamilton from down at Friendship, Matthew Harrell from New Richmond, Mary Rose Pedersen of Oliva, Noah Shank of Arcadia, Jonathan Sheps of Almina, Heidi Stry of Osseo, and of course Heidi won our scholarship, Wisconsin Credit Union, Pat Kelleher scholarship, so uh, Heidi's got some more money to go to school, and uh, congratulations to Heidi and Ben Steyer of Menominee, who you just talked to uh, last week on the FFA program, right? That's right. Boy, when you when you just read those names, these are some sharp young people, having dealt with so many of those folks. As yep. always, how do you say it with the FFA kids and stuff? I always say Great. good kids doing yep. good things. Yep, absolutely, and these are good kids. Oh, they really are. All right, so uh, again, congratulations to those young people. And if you want to send us, I don't know what organization you are, but you got some of these uh, good rural kids and uh, getting their scholarships, send it along. We'll be happy to recognize them on the air or if uh, you're on the inside for events that are supposed to happen and might happen, might not, send it along. Coming up on 20 minutes after 5 o'clock, we talk a lot about uh, dairy and livestock and crops during this coronavirus. What's going to happen? Another big crop in Wisconsin, especially through our area and through central Wisconsin, cranberries. Far and away, the leading, we're kind of like Iowa and eggs. Iowa's more than half. No other state comes even halfway close to what was they produce for eggs in Iowa. Same thing with cranberries. In Wisconsin, nobody comes within half of that. So it's a big industry here in Wisconsin. We're going to talk to Tom Lochner next. Tom's the executive director 
the Wisconsin cranberry growers, and we'll find out what's going on during this uh, period of coronavirus, tariffs, and all those things. That's next right here on Wax. At Advent Health, nothing is more important to us than you. We're here to care for you, ease your mind, and lift your spirits. Our medical expertise and network of care can help you meet your health challenges, hurdles, and hardships with hope, with courage, with confidence. Today, tomorrow, and in the future, we are here when you need us the most. For the latest updates on coronavirus, visit coronavirusresourcehub.com. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. During this coronavirus pandemic, lots of uh, news about the dairy industry and about beef and pork and packing plants and this, that, and the other thing. But Wisconsin grows a variety of commodities. In fact, we are the nation's leader far and away in cranberry production. And Tom Lochner is with me now. Tom is the longtime executive director of the Wisconsin Cranberry Growers. And uh, Tom, what's going on as far as the cranberry industry and how has the coronavirus affected the industry? And of course, here in Wisconsin, where we're so much of the national production been a number of different effects on the on the farm uh, our growers have been able to can move along um, with the growing season uh, in terms of getting ready for uh, putting uh, putting together the 2020 crop and getting the things done that they need to do on the farm whether it's uh, finishing up some renovation work and getting ready to plant later or just getting the irrigation systems out and getting things lined up and the growers that I've talked to have indicated that yeah they're they're moving along um, there's some issues with employees in terms of uh, you know having staffing a number of growers of course if the kids are home from school and somebody's got to be home with them so um, that kind of limits uh, their their ability to be on on the marsh and that affects their efficiency so there's some concerns about that but overall yeah. they're moving ahead trying to grow a crop and Tom you mentioned labor in the cranberry industry a lot of family labor, maybe a lot of local labor in the dairy industry. You know, we have a lot of Hispanic help. Is that a challenge as far as the cranberry growers trying to find enough help, especially maybe we have to find some migrant help with the travel restrictions? Finding good help has been a, an issue for a number of years um, for our folks, and uh, usually it's local people to work on the farms, and there's a variety of uh, different skill levels and job opportunities there and finding good managers and good workers is, has been a challenge and it continues um, to be and this maybe is exasperated a little bit but uh, um, we haven't gotten into use of migrants or traveling or anything like that but uh, it's just more the local people that you know rightfully have to stay home and take care of their kids or their families and uh, those types of things have uh, uh, created some management issues for some of our growers, but most of them are able to to, to get around it and uh, are getting people on the farm. I think the, the concern, too, we have, of course, is what's going to happen with the markets. We saw a, a surge in sales when people were stockpiling food initially and uh, when the virus broke out, and uh, that's tapered off, and sales are back down to where they were, maybe even a little bit uh, lower. So we're looking at uh, questions on what we're going to do for markets. The, about 35-40% of our uh, product is sold overseas and in China and the EU, and those markets aren't 
functioning as well as they can. So there's a lot of uncertainty on the market side for growers, and I think that's the biggest thing that, that I've heard and the concerns that I've heard from people across the grower community. Tom Lochner with us from the Wisconsin Cranberry Growers Association. And, Tom, a lot of news about the dairy industry when cheese got backed up and we didn't have enough fluid milk, so to speak, this, that, and the other thing. How much has the shutdown of the Food Service Agency affected cranberry demand in that area? I guess the best way to answer that is that we haven't been a big supplier of of that market, but what we've seen is is that sales to those types of uh, uh, markets are off about 60%, so there's been an impact there. Most of our products are in home, consumed in home rather than um, out, so the impact hasn't been that, that great there, but again, you know, like everybody else, uh, the restaurants are closed and they aren't serving cranberry juice, and and that's had an impact on uh, on our sales. And those sales have been down in that market sector about sixty percent. What is uh, happening then with the sales being down, and the cranberry growers have been very active supporting with their dollars research efforts for new products at uh, the University of Wisconsin, especially. Has that been affected at all? Um, no, the investments are still being made. We folks may recall, and, you, and we've we've talked about it before when we got into a situation where we were growing fruit uh, a lot faster than we could sell it, and we got into uh, some pretty sizable inventories being built up. We conducted two years of supply management, um, and growers didn't grow the crop um, to reduce. Uh, the amount of inventory, hopefully to get sales a chance to get caught up. Uh, last year's crop was a disaster, to be honest with you. We were um, down about 25% below what the projection for the crop was. So the inventories have pretty well come under pressure that they're down, and uh, that's uh, created some issues for us as well to try and uh, manage the, the shorter supply, but at the same time, um, there's a lot of investment being made in trying to find new products and new uses and new markets for, for cranberries, um, not just the traditional juice and, and the dried cranberry products, but look at other things that incorporating the, the health benefits of cranberries into some other products. And There's been a lot of work that's been done on that, and we're hoping to see some of those new products roll out because at the end of the day, that's what we're going to have to do to build demand. And, Tom, the government, we all know the last year or so, the market facilitation programs because of the tariff. Now we've got, uh, you know, billions of dollars in aid through Paycheck Protection Program. Has the cranberry industry been able to tap into any of that? Yeah, I th- our growers have been working with, with their bankers and with their accountants and uh, have been able to access those uh, those funds, which they've appreciate, obviously, because it helps them manage through a difficult time. Um, I know the Farm Credit Service um, folks were, and the lenders that growers generally work with were uh, very aggressive in helping um, some of the accounting firms uh, that the growers work with jumped in and helped them um, access those funds. So there was a real good effort on that. Right now we're looking at, and we do have a request into the uh, Secretary Purdue to uh, as he considers uh, spending the $23 billion that he has, that he allocates some of that fund to provide some direct payments to growers to help them get through uh, the, uh, the 
pandemic, and then also to take a look at restocking some of the uh, um, supplies that they have for food banks and feeding programs by buying some more cranberry products, and that request is in, and we've gotten support from members of the congressional delegation for that, so we're hoping that we'll be part of that as well. And again, that's Tom Lochner, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Cranberry Growers Association, talking to him about uh, his industry. Is again, it affects a lot of agriculture, and we've got a lot of agriculture in Wisconsin that doesn't always get the headlines, but uh, cranberries are a very, very important part of our agricultural infrastructure, no question about it. Almost 29 minutes after 5 o'clock. Again, if you're just rolling out, you're rolling out the temperatures mostly in the 30s right now. And we'll get upper 50s here, low 60s probably down across Monroe County areas, Juneau County in that area. So uh, not bad. Then 63 tomorrow, Sunday about the same. The warm day looks like 66 on Monday. But Monday and Tuesday look like a chance of rain. We'll get an update. Kelly Slifka is going to join us and update us on uh, what all that means as far as uh, the program is concerned weather-wise. But in the meantime, we've got uh, some of our local news to take a look. What's going on here in the uh, local news? Wisconsin's new Safer at Home order begins today, and that means some people will be outside a bit more on places such as golf courses and some stores. Eau Claire County Sheriff Ron Kramer said for the most part, people have been following the rules to stay at home. The sheriff said when there is a violation, his deputies take them on a case-to-case basis. The new Safer at Home order is supposed to run until May 26th. Lawmakers in Madison are suing to end it by May 11th, and the state Supreme Court justices started considering that case last night. Again, Governor Evers also has uh, announced the Badger Bounce Back program, which is set to uh, setting standards to reopen the state possibly before May 26th. Wisconsin's coronavirus count has passed another milestone. The State Department of Health Services yesterday confirmed just more than 5,000 cases so far. 5,052 of people have come down with the virus and 257 have died from it. DHS officials say there are 207 new cases yesterday. That's down a bit from Wednesday's spike of 221. Many of those new cases continue to be tied with meatpacking plants in the Green Bay area. Yeah, around here, I look at the, I watch, you know, the local stations here, and they have a crawl underneath, and, man, it's pretty, pretty low. So, again, I congratulate people for being very, very conscious of the social distancing. So, yeah, it is uh, the Green Bay pack over there found a lot of people, and that's not good. What else is going on? Well, the mayor of Hartford said businesses in his city will need to be smart about reopening. Mayor Timothy McCulloch yesterday said the city isn't going to stop businesses from reopening as early as Monday. McCulloch said no one is throwing open the doors, but said businesses can start to welcome customers back in his city. He said the city police won't ticket anyone for having customers because officers will look for real criminals, in his words, instead. All of Wisconsin's members of Congress are on board with the plan to restock the Payroll Protection Act. The House yesterday nearly unanimously approved that plan to add $321 million to the program designed, that billion that is, designed to help small businesses pay their workers and keep themselves afloat during the coronavirus outbreak. Western Wisconsin Congressman Ron Kind said that new program will fill the gaps from the original paycheck program. 
And if you haven't heard, cue the talk about the quarterbacks in Green Bay. The Packers last night traded up a couple of spots and got Utah State quarterback Jordan Love with the 26th pick in the NFL draft. The pick reminds Packers fans about when the team picked Aaron Rodgers with the 24th pick back in 2005 when Brett Favre was still starting. I'll bet Aaron Rodgers was watching that last. He had to be aware of it. I mean, they must have let him know ahead of I mean, he's not like you and I watching the screen to see who the Packers are going to take. Right. I mean, you wonder what his initial reaction was. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Goody. I appreciate it. Let yeah. me know and slam the phone down. Yeah. Turn to Dan or Patrick. And... <laughs> well, you know, it could be those situations in the professional world. You'd hope that they'd talk and say, this is where we're headed. This is what we're doing. What's your, where are you headed? Yeah. Maybe. I, I have no idea. That's one no, good no, thing. We have, uh, no, we have idea. no idea. No, uh-uh. <laughs> but it is what it is. We've, yep. got a, we've got a backup quarterback, so we will uh, see how the draft progresses today. What must be two and three and four and then five, six, and seven right. on Saturday. Sounds something right. like that. I know yep. they only give them like five minutes between picks now, so it goes it goes a little faster. But one thing about the draft that does bother me, they traded this year's pick and the uh, fourth round pick for this year. And in my heart, going back to Ron Wolf, the Packers had great success in those third and fourth rounds. I hate to see the third and fourth picks not be available because, boy, there's well, a lot of good Packers football have, players. That's why the Packers haven't won the Super Bowl. They've been successful third and fourth to get the guys <laughs> to play, but they didn't find stars at one right, and two. That, that's that the is problem. True. That's yep. where you win Super Bowls. Your stars are one and yeah. two. All right, so we'll see what the rest of the draft holds. we got to go check our weather. Kelly Slift is over at Skywarn 13 this morning, and uh, well, a little shower down south, huh, Kelly? Oh, he must be out looking at the rain, seeing if the rocks are wet outside the back door to, to see if it's wet out there. But, but again, uh, as far as our weather forecast is concerned, on a Friday morning, we've got, uh, looks like, partly cloudy skies. And I heard Kelly say earlier there were some showers down to the south, but uh, he must not want to tell us any more about that. So uh, we, will, we will move on and... Uh, Tell you what Kelly would have said if he'd have been here on the forecast. Partly cloudy today with a high in the upper 50s. Down south, it'll be uh, probably 60s, lower 60s tonight. Just partly cloudy and about 40 overnight. 63 partly cloudy tomorrow and on Sunday. About 66 on Monday with a chance of rain. And Tuesday also a chance of rain with a high about 60s. And 32 degrees right now around the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Not a bad Friday morning, but it should be warmer than that. We should be upper 30s to about 40 right now and well into the 60s for a high today. So that's the way the weather looks. 25 minutes now before 6 o'clock. Oh, we were talking about uh, different things going on. And uh, we had Mark Gregorich, who is the president of the Loyal FFA alumni, had been keeping us informed. And they had a big day yesterday, Scott. What did they do? They handed out milk. The Loyal FFA alumni, this is, distributed milk, butter, cheese curds, and blocks of cheese out to 135 school families yesterday. The FFA alumni paid for everything with help from Quick Trip and Nasonville Dairy. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin provided uh, coloring books for the younger kids to take along or that were distributed. And they're planning another of those drives in a couple of weeks. And uh, they've received pledges, $1,800 from Vita Plus, Viaduct Holsteins, Greg Rich Farms, Jim Froby, Angie Heath, Clark County Farm Technology Days, and CAS Construction. And 
boy, that that just is it just warms you what you see going on in these communities. And yeah, and we got a note from Chris Jumbeck yesterday about what they were doing at Cochrane Fountain City too. So if you want to get involved and help there or purchase the dairy boxes that the Cochrane Fountain City FFA putting together. Get a hold of them on Facebook or some of the students down there. They went to four of the dairy co-ops where members' families shipped their milk and actually yeah. bought dairy products. They didn't ask for them. They bought them because otherwise it doesn't do any good. They want to generate the economy. So that's what they're doing. They can't get in school, so the kids are doing this on their own, coordinating this online from their home. So a lot of them are doing a lot of good things. Grant and Medford, I mean, and I know we're missing some here of the chapters that are doing some of these uh, good things to try and get everybody through and help out those that are in need of food. That's right. And, you know, we're fortunate to have guys like Mark Gregorich. I've known him for years, an old neighbor, and uh, fortunately his son told me that he no longer milks cows at all. That's a joke. That's (laughs) that's a joke. Mark still gets out in the barn and gets after it. That's good. That's good. And he used to be a runner with you, huh? Oh, yeah, and uh, way faster. And one thing that Mark always said, Right somewhere between a run, before a run, or right after, we got to go get something to chew on. The guy was always hungry, so it's a good thing that he had all that milk, butter, and cheese to distribute it yesterday. Right. And you took his, had, you took his advice. I you, took his you advice. You wanted to get something to chew on, and you quit running, huh? <laughs> I sat back and I was chewing on the pizza while he was running. There you go. All right. Well, thanks, Mark, for keeping us informed of all that stuff, and you know, other chapters or whatever doing stuff. Let us know. We'd sure like to uh, say thank you and uh, let people know that there are a lot of people really engaged in getting us through this thing, getting us through this hole as well. All right, 22 minutes before 6 o'clock, 32 degrees, partly cloudy day today. Farmers, are you thinking about taking advantage of these low fuel prices? You can by buying a new farm fuel tank direct from the manufacturer. 1,550-gallon farm tanks are in stock at USEMCO. USEMCO fuel tanks go through a rigorous process of sandblasting, followed by a urethane coating to prevent rusting. Full factory warranty, and they're easy to move, too, with a skid-type design. Get the best quality fuel tank and the best pricing by buying direct. Call Cal at 608-372-5911. USEMCO, Highways 12 and 16 on the east side of Toma. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 22 minutes before 6 at Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's go to the markets and find Mark Koger with the latest report from Equity Altoona. No test in the fed cattle division. Slaughter cows trading on a little bit lower tone. 20% of the cows selling from 42 to 45. We've topped at 47. 60% of cows selling from 30 to 42. With 20% of cows selling below 30. Most of the slaughter bulls on Thursday selling from 57 to 73. Thin, full bulls over a ton. Horn bulls and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the whole steam bull calves weighing 95 pounds and up on Thursday selling from 20 to 95 dollars per head with the light and poor quality calves selling below. Your fancy beef calves selling from 50 to 170 dollars per head. Quick reminder, the next special feeder sale here at the Altoona Market will be Friday, May the 8th. For more information on that sale or to consign cattle, give us a call here at the market. That number is 715-835-3104. Now this is Mark Koger from the Equity Altoona Auction Market. Have a great day. Thank you, Mark. You have a great day, too. Let's continue with markets from over at the uh, Equity Stratford Bar now. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. How you doing? Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. Well, we're hoping for a warmer day than uh, we had yesterday. 
We never even saw the sun over here until way, way late. And I think we got maybe to 42 yesterday, but it's, uh, it was just downright chilly late February. Oh, we're in April, though, aren't we? Yeah, we sure are. Well, did you watch hey, the draft so- last night, see who the Packers took, and then what the rest of them all were all about? Well, I, I might be in an extreme minority, but uh, really right now, a lot of folks around here, the last thing on their mind is really what the Packers are doing, myself uh, included. So Yeah, I know, but you got to get your mind off of that stuff once in a while. But anyway, what's going on? Wrap up the week from Stratford for us. All right, Bob, I'll do that. I thank you very much, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford. On the close on the market cow auction yesterday, a steady two-week trend on the cows on the close yesterday. These higher-yielding cows were selling from 45 to 51. We did top yesterday at 52 and a half. Uh, most of the cows in yesterday's sale are selling between 30 and 44. Thin cows, light carcass cows, $30 and below. On the bull trade this week, your better quality bulls are selling mostly from 60 to 75 with a top at 80 and a half. Lighter weight bulls, 55 and below. Again, very few fed cattle moving, so not really much of a quotation on prices for that. But again, uh, most of the plants in the Midwest are uh, pretty much shut down for fed cattle. Uh, limited numbers being slaughtered. Uh, most of the most of the meat uh, being uh, marketed in and uh, uh, harvested in Wisconsin, of course, are cows. We'll go into the calf market. Uh, calf market mostly steady, 85 to 120 pound Holstein bull calves, mostly from 40 to 110. Tougher calves, 45 and below. Beef calves, good demand, 100 to 215. And we'll just take a look uh, next week, uh, full marketing uh, schedule for next week here at Equity Stratford, of course, uh, for sales next week. And don't forget, we do have the hay auction on Tuesday. And, uh, again, a lot of information on our website, uh, so please uh, avail yourself of that. Equity Co-op, click on the Stratford page, or certainly call us, 715-687-4101, changing everything daily, and I guess uh, wait and see what happens next week. Certainly, uh, certainly a critical situation we're in right now, Bob, as you're well aware of, so we'll hope we can work through this pretty soon because it's... uh, it's getting to be a very serious situation as far as this meat is concerned. Yeah, they're starting to back up a long, long way, that's for sure. Hey, enjoy the weekend as you can, sir, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds very good, and uh, you guys also. Thank you. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn this morning. We're about 17 minutes before 6 o'clock, 32 degrees. We've got a partly cloudy day in store for us. High should be in the oh, upper 50s to low 60s. Weather brought to you by Bex Hybrids. Are you looking for relevant agronomic information that you can implement on your farm to make you money? Hey, this is Ben Pistol, your Bex Hybrids, a field agronomist in Wisconsin. At Bex, we don't just sell seed. We also provide our customers with valuable agronomic insight through our Practical Farm Research Program, or PFR. And this research program is conducted across 800 acres throughout the Midwest. In fact, The 2020 growing season will also mark the third year that we've been doing this research right here in Wisconsin. And every week from now through August, I'm going to be providing you guys with relevant agronomic information for that week based on what's happening in your fields. So continue to tune in for up-to-date information. And also, if you want more information besides that, check out our website at bexhybrids.com and click on the agronomy or PFR tabs up at the top of the screen. Have a great week. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And checking our Beck's weather forecast. Again, partly cloudy today. Some scattered showers 
maybe moving through down southern part of the listening area, down to La Crosse, Monroe, Juneau County, down that way, giving away to a partly cloudy sky today. Upper 50s to lower 60s, about 40 overnight tonight for chores at the shank of the day on Saturday morning, then 63 tomorrow and 63 on Sunday, partly cloudy conditions. Chance of rain Monday and Tuesday, Monday about 66, Tuesday about 60, and looking for, oh, about 32 right now around the area. All right, let's take a look at the rest of our markets this morning. And uh, on the board of trade overnight, gave back a little of the gains from yesterday's day trade. May corn this morning down 2 at 316. The oats up 2 at 297. Wheat up 1 at 548. The May soybeans down 3 at 836. Soybean meal down 20 cents at $288.50 a ton. Country elevator prices, Doomer's Grain Service in Holman, Buck Country Grain in Arcadia. The uh, corn price today delivered to the elevators at two ninety six. The soybeans at eight nineteen. On our DTN screen, we see the price at the elevators in Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo two seventy one. With the beans at seven eighty one. Elk Mound two seventy four and seven eighty six. The corn at Sparta is two seventy five. The soybeans at seven eighty seven. Over near the river in uh, the Ellsworth country. 263 for the corn, 781 on the beans. And at the ethanol plants, Boyceville's corn, 282, Stanley, 269, and New Richmond, 267. Cheese prices were a little higher yesterday. Barrels up two and three quarters, a dollar four. The box up three at a dollar five. The butter down three and a quarter at a dollar ten. April, class three, down 22 at 1319. But then the, those class three prices turned around. May up 16 cents at 1068, June up 27 at 1132, July up 26 at 1321, August up 21 at 1443 as those prices were higher through next April. So that's a look at our markets this morning here on Wax. 14 minutes now before 6 o'clock. A construction project needs materials, and Olenix is the place to make that happen. They now offer blue granite. They provide varieties of ready-mix concrete, a complete range of aggregates from their pits delivered to your job site, as well as excavating services and trucking and pulp hauling equipment. They will help get your project done right. They're well-known throughout northwestern Wisconsin, with locations in Stanley, Cornell, Ladysmith, Medford, and Jump River. Contact them at 715-668-5211. That's O-L-Y-N-I-C-K-N. If you are involved in youth or high school sports, you need to know about Positive Coaching Alliance. PCA is a national nonprofit organization developing better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. For more information, visit positivecoach.org. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we're in challenging times and our area businesses are working hard to take care of their customers and their employees one of those businesses is Premier Livestock at Withy. I have Rocky Olson on from Premier Livestock. Rocky, what are some of the things that you guys have done to adjust through this coronavirus situation? Well, it's uh, definitely been a struggle for us, especially in the declining and lower cattle market on top of uh, all this, and maybe that's why a lot of it is being declined, but... Uh, yeah, it's uh, controlling crowds. I guess that would be uh, number one, which that's hard. I think we uh, probably gather a bigger crowd than uh, most businesses in our capacity, and uh, we enjoy that. Uh, we enjoy the people, uh, the camaraderie, and the family atmosphere. But, yeah, we definitely had to cut back on that, uh, limit yeah. it to uh, just serious buyers, 
no children, which is a big part of our business is family. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that's a little challenging. And you get herd owners. They want to come to sell their herd. And they put their whole life, 30, 40 years, and you got to tell them to stay home. Right. Uh, that's very challenging, very, very challenging for me. There's a lot of emotional uh, parts to our business. We take it uh, right to heart, everything we do, and we put all of our effort into it. And a lot of it is the personal relationships that we build and they kind of i guess that's kind of taken some of that away from us yep you've gotten creative now with some of the things uh online has been big for you folks yeah um my business partner kenny uh he was kind of the leader in implementing uh working on the online process well we've been working at this quite a while and we had a lot of internet struggles and that to get it done and had to build the tower well we got lucky once and uh we got landed and we got connected and we got online first right when the coronavirus start, started here uh and it's been huge uh we've averaged uh over 800 new buyers every week uh on that and we've been selling a lot of cattle a lot of bidding um and uh it, it's good for the people that are wanting to see what the market is uh, the sellers that are unable to come to the sale, uh, it's been great. Uh, you can check that out and get registered. Uh, that's on Cattle USA. So, yeah, we're really excited about that. All right. That's some of the ways that Premier Livestock is adjusting business to get through this coronavirus situation. I'm Scott Schultz. Yeah, it's got to be tough because everybody likes to go to the sale barn and just watch the sales, but... You can't do that now. All right, we got uh, 11 minutes before 6 o'clock on a Friday morning here at Wax. Countryside Cooperative. Creative solutions. Exceptional value. Countryside Cooperative agronomists remind us that margins are close this year, so having a good forage crop is most important. They're suggesting managing what must be produced for the highest yields with superior quality. Fungicides can help keep the lower leaves on the plants and increase the RFQ on the crop as one of those management ideas. Your countryside agronomist can talk to you about fungicide products that are best for your operation, some suggesting either Priaxor or Headline for optimal plant protection. Also, the agronomist invite you to discover the rewards of Harve Extra Alfalfa. If you need to replace older alfalfa stands this year, consider Harve Extra Alfalfa with Roundup Ready technology. Call your countryside cooperative agronomist today at 800-236-7585 or see their website countrysidecoop.com. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again this week in our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update program, we've got Brent Wink on the phone with us, and uh, he's home on the farm. And I would imagine, Brent, with this weather forecast a little better, we're waving the white flag. Let's get started, huh? Absolutely, Bob. I, I don't think there's any snow banks left. <laughs> a few days ago there still was in some of the tree lines and things, but it, it definitely is changing a little bit out there, or what I'm seeing, so... And hopefully yeah. Mother Nature is going to give us some warm weather from here on out so we can get that soil warmed up and, and see some progress. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I fielded a lot of phone calls this week, and so I thought I'd, I'd kind of talk on that here. I know the co-ops really got a lot of fertilizer moving this week. They've all had a huge week of spreading. 
tillage has been going like gangbusters in a lot of areas. There's still some areas that have wet field conditions and, and that, but this is probably some of the best field conditions we've seen in about three springs. The fields that uh, they are getting tillage done are working up really nicely. We'd like to see soil temperatures a little bit warmer, but when you can at least have dry soil. So my recommendation and what, what I've been seeing here is is definitely if you've had, especially if you've had tillage done and that soil has had a chance to warm up some, we've got some planters that are rolling. You know, on corn ground, uh, especially if, you know, like I say, if you've got a little warmer soil type and you had some dust during tillage, you definitely can probably start slapping that in. And soybeans, we've really found soybeans are quite a resilient plant, especially those people that are using seed treatments and things on that on that uh, soybean seed using fungicides and insecticides. And that seed can kind of sit in the ground for a little while and still be protected. So uh, soybean planting as well has kind of started in some of the area, and, and I expect to see quite a bit more of that. So if you've got decent field conditions and those fields are working up nicely, with the weather that we are having here, I don't see any reason why we can't start getting some in the ground. And, and like I say, the southern area, we've seen some of that uh, already planting. And even as far north and west as, as my area here in St. Croix County, we're starting to see a little bit more seed get planted. It's kind of nice to see uh, hopefully more of a normal spring, Bob. Now, if we can just have it a little warmer at night, that would make uh, make for some really nice conditions here. And that is the key, that, that night, because we're looking at 60s the next uh, few days at least. And if we can <laughs> keep the temperatures above 35 at night, we'll be in good shape. Like for corn especially, it's kind of the conditions after planting. If we get some cold rains, that's usually when we have some of the, the larger challenges with seed imbibition. With that seed, maybe a little cold shock, we've called it. So if we can kind of avoid that for a 24 to 48 hour period after planting and let that seed kind of soak in a little bit warmer water, uh, we should be all right. But again, the, the field conditions are far better than we saw last spring. So I think we're, we should be able to have some really nice uniform stands and these fields are working up good. Some of the no-till fields might be a little slower to warm up. So maybe on some of the sand, if you're a no-till farmer, some of the lighter sand you probably can get started on here this weekend as well. And uh, let's let's just hope that we're we're all done with the snow, Bob, and we can just focus on sunshine and warm weather. Oh, that's a good idea, Brent. Brent Wake in our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update Program. And, Scott, before we uh, send it away for the morning, a lot of work is going to get done. Safety first. Always safety first. Uh, make sure I, I, I put something goofy on Facebook yesterday with a picture of a tractor and uh, didn't have a, a ropes on it, and uh, the folks over at uh, Farm Medicine Center kind of teased me a little bit, rightfully yeah. so. And yep. so uh, be yeah, safe use safety out there. out there. Yep. And and he just Scott just told me that he a young lady that I don't know if you want to use her name, but you know I don't know if you want to say Barb Esselman or not. De- Deb. 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 I mean, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know everybody's <laughs> you see all these kind of little funny things, and she sent you. I think it's kind of cute. Yeah, I've used so much sanitizer, I don't even have dirty thoughts anymore. <laughs> so, so again, <laughs> you got to smile, you got to get us through this and uh, enjoy the weekend. If you're doing farming, do it safely, especially if you got kids helping you. Make sure.
that they know this equipment and uh, don't ask them to do what they're not capable of doing. But enjoy the weekend. Well, it's 32 right now. We should be upper 50s, low 60s today, and 60s over the weekend. We're in the 30s right now. Soil needs plants to stay healthy, just like plants need soil to survive. Nature thrives on forming connections. Farmers thrive on forming them, too. With Indigo Marketplace, we're setting out to connect every farmer with every buyer, making it easier to find a market for the things that make your farm unique. Visit indigoag.com questions to find out more. Indigo. From questions, we grow. The all-new 2020 Subaru Outback has arrived at Chilson Subaru. See us on the web at chilsonmotors.com. 